0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Let's Read the Bible, a podcast where we take a deep dive into biblical topics in a way that's easy to understand. If you would like to follow along, you can download the YouVersion Bible app and subscribe to the Bible in a Year reading plan. We also have PDFs available for
1: download on our website, growth.church. Yes, and as usual, because this is a usual thing, if you have questions that come up while we're discussing a biblical topic or uh, something piques your interest and you're just kind of like, I'd like to know more about that, we would love to field those questions uh, on a weekly basis as much as we can during Each podcast recording. Uh, so there's two ways that you can send us those questions. The first is writing an email, uh, and the email address is info at grove.church. Make sure to put in the subject line, uh, let's read the Bible podcast question, or even a question for Evan and Aaron. And we will get those questions and be able to answer them as much as we can. Or the other way that you can send us those questions is to direct message us on Facebook. We are the Grove Church in Washington State. Uh, and would love for you to send us those questions there.
0: We also would like to clarify too, it's it doesn't have to be a question about like that week in the reading yeah, line either. Just biblical questions
1: in general. And we have fun with those. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well,
0: today we're going to be talking about... The book of Ephesians. I was about to say Paul's letter to the Ephesians, but we're going to talk in a second about why maybe that's not Ooh. the correct way of thinking. A little spoiler. It's called the teaser, actually. Listener. That's true. little tease listeners.
1: Spoiler ruins something. Teaser gets you a little taste so you want to come back. That's fair. A teaser trailer, like the one that just launched for, um,
0: oh, now I can't remember the thing I was just excited for. Oh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show Ooh. so
1: just some art but I was but like, that doesn't matter because like, we're talking about ephesians good. so fine we won't talk about star wars this is not a star wars podcast that's our other show no i'm just kidding <laughs> we don't do another let's, show the, our other store let's just
0: show let's watch star store. wars <laughs> anyway uh as far as resources we're using today we have the esv study bible uh logos bible software reformation study bible the essence of the new testament a survey by elmer l towns and ben gutierrez and the new testament in its world by nt wright and michael f bird yep. all right so ephesians Let's get into it. Let's talk You're about done. it. It's a really good book. Um, it's so. One of my favorites.
1: It used to be. Uh, it used to be uh, an. Uh, verse was the Wi-Fi password to my Wi-Fi Cause I like it so much.
0: I was about to say that, but I didn't know if it was still your no, Wi-Fi it's password. Not. So I didn't want to, we I didn't moved, we moved into out. a
1: different house and then I let Abby choose my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's eight. I let her Got choose the, the password. So you'll right. never guess it. <laughs> there you
0: go. Uh, so anyway, Paul mentions in the letter within the letter that he's a prisoner. So because of this, the letter is most often dated to either uh, Paul's imprisonment in Rome or, or I guess one of his two imprisonments in Rome or possibly during his imprisonment actually in Ephesus. So remember that there's that point where he's in jail as well. Um, this is where I think it's kind of interesting. Right and in Bird, so in the New Testament in its world, yeah. their theory for this book actually kind of, it, they kind of have me convinced a little bit. Oh, um, that's hard to do. It's true. So, I mean, I, not that I felt that strongly about it beforehand, <laughs> but so with Ephesians, the earliest manuscripts we have don't actually have in the introduction, the word to the church in Ephesus. It's just from Paul, but there's, it's it's not directly addressed to anyone. So, that could be just a weird thing in those early translations that was uh, fixed later because obviously we don't have every single manuscript ever, or it could be that the to the Ephesians was added later. So, what they propose is that it was actually a a pack of three letters with... Ephesians being a circular letter that was meant to go around to lots of churches, Colossians being a letter specifically to one church, so the church at Colossae, and then Philemon being a letter to one specific person at that church. And if that sounds familiar, you might be thinking because it's we did that episode on the letters of John, so 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John where first John was a circular letter meant to be read by a lot of churches. Second John is a book or is a letter written to a specific church. And then third John is a letter written to the pastor of that church about, I forgot the guy's name, but basically, hey, here's how to deal with that that turdy guy. Knuckle, that knucklehead. <laughs> that, that, that guy. Um, so anyways, I, I, after reading it, I'm kind of, you know, it's not like one of those things where like, this is now the hill I die on. But I actually kind of think that that makes sense because Colossians and Ephesians deal with a lot of similar themes. But Ephesians is a little bit more broad. So it makes sense that um, possibly it was written to just kind of the churches in that area. So there you go. In that area, by the way, is Asia Minor or modern day Turkey.
1: So, Which is important because now we all can place it mentally on the map. So exactly.
0: Things are always more helpful when you can imagine where they are. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so there you go. Anyway with all that being said, it doesn't super matter. <laughs> so if, if it's just interesting to me, um, but Totally. if you're reading through this and you're wondering like, man, there's not a lot of specific directives to the church itself, yeah. then that could be why.
1: Yeah. And I just think it helps create a little bit of like interesting context for the content of the letter itself. And so um, whether it's, it's very definitive to its, you know, to how it influences the book itself, there's not a ton of that, but it definitely is something to, to to just chew on a bit for those of us who like to chew on. Those of you who like to chew. History and context. Those so. of you
0: who don't just swallow Some whole. of
1: you are just like, you just wasted like two and a half minutes of my life. So, But it's always good food for thought. Sorry about that, dear listener, if you feel like we <laughs> wasted your time. All right. I, I was going to say, you say first, second, third, John. I was like, I don't remember first, second, third John being that way. So it, I just laughed in my head. But now I just outed myself.
0: Oh, well, doctrine. It happens. <laughs> so, so we're going to divide the book into two parts. Um, this is also the uh, right and bird division. Uh, but the first three chapters kind of deal with doctrine. The yep. th- last three chapters deal with kind of the ethics. So in other words, first three chapters, here's what God has done. Last three chapters, here's how we should live in light of what God has done. So to go through that, and we'll actually kind of like just hit on all the major themes. Uh, so as always, Paul starts off with a Introduction, he goes, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus,
1: grace to you and peace from God, our Father and Lord Jesus Christ. So, Listen, that shot's fired, even though you may not pick it up. He says to the saints who are in Ephesus and are faithful in Christ Jesus. And those ones. There are some people that may not be faithful to Christ. Anyways, (laughs) the shot's fired right out of the
0: gate. I like it. Uh, so the next section after this, and we're kind of going to go if you, in your Bible, these are probably marked as sections. So we're just going to kind of go thought by thought, um, not spend a ton of time in each one, but we'll kind of give you an overview of what the whole book is talking about. Uh, so the next section deals with the blessings that we have as Christians in Christ. So it's speaking specifically about how special it is that we were chosen by God to receive his inheritance, what a blessing the Holy Spirit is in our lives, and then how all of this is for God's glory. So it's essentially, yeah, he's saying, just think and ponder for a moment. Um, that God picked you. Yeah. Like that's a really cool, um, that's a really cool idea to actually sit and kind of think about. And then also what a blessing it is that we have the Holy Spirit empowering us for ministry, um, guiding our lives and all of these things work together for God's glory. So kind of a cool little.
1: And that's something not to pass over to. I mean, we were just, I think it's, it's one of the foundational truths that we have to, as Christians always hold on to is the simple fact that God sees us. He chose us. He, um, we are his creation and he, he sees um, and not just like, Hey, I just want my people. But it's like, no, I want, I want Evan to be a part of my family. Mm-hmm. I want Aaron to be a part of my family. I want Tim to be a part of my family and, and Robin and all, and whoever, like your name, whatever, like God intend intentionally is calling you to be a part of his family. Cause he would call all humanity that all would respond. And we're not all going to, but that is attention. Like it is something to always remember. Like that's the, the that's a foundational piece to the gospel. It's a work that Christ has done, but that is including you. Um, and that's a big part of it too. So it's just easy to pass over. I think yeah. in general, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm part of God's family. No, no, no. Like he sees me, he delights in me. I think is a huge thing. That's great.
0: Uh, next up in the following section, it's really Paul talking about what his hopes and his prayers are for the church. So he says for this reason, oh, this is sorry. Chapter one, verses 15 through 23. He says for this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you remembering you in my prayers that god of our that the god of our lord jesus christ the father of glory may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in, in the knowledge of him having the eyes of your hearts enlightened that you may know what is the hope to which you Uh, to which he has called you what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints and what immeasurable greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his great might that he worked in christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places far above all rule and authority and power and dominion and every other name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he has put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in. I will I will say, Peter was right last week. Paul's hard to read, or two weeks ago. <laughs> Paul's, it's so Oh true. man, I get tripped up reading the Pauline letters all the time. Uh, but yeah, essentially it's this whole idea that um, his prayer is really that they continue on in the Christian walk, that they're sho- that, that they're never forgetting about the glory of God that's been displayed yeah. in their lives. Um, I love the idea of when he says, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills in all, which is, uh, that's going to be, that's going to come up later in the letter as a, as a major theme. So there you go. Just kind of a nice little, a nice little prayer for the church. After that, we get into Aaron's Wi-Fi password, um, which is... It's, <laughs> Former Wi-Fi password. It's funny. When I wrote the notes, I was like... This is the most famous passage in Ephesians. And then I forgot about the last chapter of Ephesians, which will, so no, that's another teaser, dear listener, but there's two passages that kind of compete for being the most well-known. Yep. One, if you're in kids' church, um, but... <laughs> but
1: If you were raised in the church, it might be the latter passage. It's true. Did I have a costume about the most last likely. chapter of Ephesians? I did. Does he still? Probably, but we're not going to discuss those. Anyway, uh, so in Ephesians 2,
0: 2, verses 1 through 10... even when we were dead in our trespasses, made alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved, and raised up with him and seated uh, and raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages He might show us the immeasurable riches of His grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast for we are all his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand and that we should walk in them." So, oh, great passage. So uh, it's just like, it's just a great reminder for all of us today. That is, it is, Ephesians 2.8 is like the, kind of the climax of that whole passage where it says, by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God or in other words Paul doesn't want us to forget ever that our salvation is not something that we earned yeah. it's not something that we get to lord over all other people um it is something that Christ has earned and it's something that's
1: given to us in spite of the fact that we deserve the opposite yeah. of it and that's what grace is so one well, I think it's also important to to recognize that it doesn't it doesn't say works are not required right it doesn't it doesn't say that it's by grace only, therefore go live your life and don't do anything with the grace you've been given. It's it's this picture of you can do nothing to earn it, but a our, our natural response of recognizing the depth of grace should be to do something with it. Right, um, and that's and that's an important tension too because if we're not careful, we slow. This is why I make the statement I made earlier about we have to remember um, the foundational truth that God sees us, that God desires us, that God includes us in His family because that influences how we then respond to the world around us. And so we just have to recognize that we're we're not just ambassadors, but we're called um, to to do work that God has put in front of us to do. Um, It's not this passive laissez-faire kind of faith. It's really a deep recognition of his grace that has accepted and and, and saved me. And he brings me into the family. And now there's work to be done as part of his family. And that's to further the mission, further the kingdom of God. So um, it's, it's, it's easy to get it twisted where we think it's about ourselves and the work that we have to do, but it really needs to be about Christ and the work that he has done to then lead us to go and do what he's called us to do so we can continue to further the message of the kingdom. But it still requires something from us. So it's not it's not lazy. It doesn't mean I can just sit back, kick my heels up and be like, hey, I'm saved. We're good. But it's, hey, I'm saved. Now who else needs to be a part of it? So um, there's that deep layer there too.
0: Well, it, is, it goes back to as well to, in, in Romans six, where it's the whole like, should I yeah, sin? Absolutely. So it's like because the grace of God is is been given to me, not because of what I do. Does that mean I should just go sin no more? And Paul's response
1: is like, hey, by, by no means. By no, and it's exclamation point! Like it's like, heck no! Forgive my language if that offends you. Sorry, uh, and I'm not trying to be insensitive there. But it's it literally like that's the picture. Is it's this em- emphatic no? Yeah. Um, don't be
0: a smooth brain.
1: Yeah. Like <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Have by You ever that. heard that before?
0: Nope. Oh, it's like. It's a new, it's new slang that my brother taught me for when you, call, so, when you call someone dumb, it's saying that their brain is smooth instead of... Uh,
1: and see, I'm offended by that. Oh, no, I'm just there kidding. There you go. But anyways.
0: Anyways, there you go. Um, after that, in the next section, uh, Paul reminds his readers that we are all one in Christ. Um, our Christian family is now the strongest bond that we have, which I think is a really cool thing to... Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think it, it's also really powerful in the sense of It shatters a lot of the ways that we divide ourselves today. Hmm. So for for instance, like um, when you meet people, like let's just, we'll start in a lot of different categories. But when we meet people who um, are from completely foreign countries, like cultures that are completely separate, we have almost nothing in common. Um, if we're both Christians, that's the most important thing we can have in common. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to say that like we're brothers and sisters in Christ because of that. Um, even in like our own cities or the places that we live, where we're all a part of the same culture, but maybe we're from different backgrounds, social backgrounds, or whatever it may be. Um, our politics are different. The amount of money we have is different. But the most important bond that we have is that we're Christians. Um, and yeah. I even think there's something really spe- like all of my family are are Christians and so I, I get to I get to enjoy that um and so there's a special bond when you have like both of them together but I know so many people where they really come to the church not having a family or at the very least having a family that's very estranged and so I do think there's something beautiful about even saying that um you find your family in the body of Christ as well you find your family with other believers so yeah totally it's something that we we don't talk about a ton, but I think is is really good to hit on. Uh, and then finally, in the last section of chapter three, Paul talks about uh, some of his suffering, and then he encourages the church to remain faithful. So remember, he's writing this in prison. Yep. Um, I love there's a, there's a picture that uh, Wright and Bird paint in the book where they introduce the Ephesians, Colossians, and Philemon books. And they're saying, a lot of times in the old paintings of Paul, what you see are like a man at a desk with a quill and he's, you know, he's writing letters and getting it all done. Um, we're saying, well, when he's writing from a prison cell, he's probably uh, looking for as much light as he can, even though it's really dark. So maybe it's cracks in the walls or whatever it is. And he's desperately scribbling on parchment or maybe dictating to someone right outside the cell. Like it's not this kind of relaxed um area where he's just sitting down and writing. It really is this point where he is making sure that he can get the word out as much as he can. So, it's a cool picture there to paint. Yeah, absolutely. So, we're going to move on to our second section, which is, of course, ethics. But before we do, we want to remind everyone to please take a moment, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts specifically if you can. It just helps get the podcast out there to more people uh, and grow our community, much like who, Aaron? Hilly, Hilly,
1: Holly, bro. Yeah, her her name's Holly.
0: Holly. Yeah, I I didn't want to spoil the end of the review, but yeah. So it's (laughs) H L L Y M, nineteen seventy three. Left us this review.
1: So she says this. She says, "I live in Metro Atlanta area. Uh, So welcome, hello, thank you for joining us from Georgia, good old Georgia, Atlanta area." Uh, And she says, "I listen to this podcast on my way into work and each day, got going home on Spotify!" Exclamation point. Yes, people do use Spotify to listen to y'all. First off. The y'all is rad because I grew up in Virginia for a bit. So I came to Washington state saying y'all and got made fun of. So thank you for bringing y'all back. Uh, shout go. out to Holly. Appreciate you for that. Uh, but she then says this, she's like, the insights that Evan and Aaron give on the gospel is refreshing. It gives us, the listeners, a different angle when reading scripture that can lead us to better understanding. Evan's delivery of his of his perspective and when answering questions is very congenial. Uh, that's a big word for me. That's, you know, congenial. <laughs> that's that's my middle name. Yeah, it's true. Uh, your mom was so thoughtful. Uh, You feel like he is a friend. I'm so glad I found this podcast. Thank you, gentlemen, for your diligence in spreading the good news. Holly in Metro Atlanta. uh, In parentheses, I downloaded the Apple Podcast app to give this review, and now I'm deleting it. Which, hey, so thank you. Thank you for doing that. And here's what I'll say, just to be honest with you. If, If you're listening on the podcast from something other than the Apple Podcast, that's okay, too. Leave a review because... Part of the the desire to grow the community and to get it out there is not, only, not is recognizing the fact that not everyone listens to Apple Podcasts. Um, I actually use a podcast app, a different one than the Apple Podcasts. Ooh. And I only have the Apple one for uh, these moments to check the reviews. So if you're listening to it, I know Evan says, download on the Apple Podcasts, but I, I want to encourage you, feel free to leave a review elsewhere. Unless uh, you're on, on Spotify, which doesn't allow reviews. That's true. So that's the only <sighs> bummer, right? Um, but leave like leave a review because again, we want to grow the community um, and we want people to be uh, engaging with us as we talk. And, and as you send questions, Holly, thank you for that review. We appreciate that. Um, and and I agree. Evan is a good friend uh, and he talks in a manner that helps you be involved in the conversation, not just cut you off. So great work for the review. Evan, great work for being a good friend. I was trying to think of a weird voice to use in that moment, but I couldn't. I All
0: right, couldn't this is what you say Thanks.
1: Thanks. Not like that, you weirdo. Oh, thank you. Anyways, <laughs> part two. Back to the back to the podcast. But yeah, I would love for you to read, it, leave us a review. Uh, we'll read it on the air. But also, we do appreciate your help in getting the community together to read through those podcasts and listen. So,
0: absolutely. All right. So, if the first section of Ephesians is talking about what we believe, the second part is talking about how we should live in light of what we believe. So, Paul kicks it off uh, with this reminder. He says in Ephesians four verses one through seven. Therefore. I therefore, a prisoner from the Lord, a prisoner for the Lord, (laughs) uh, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called into the one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all. Who is over all and through all and in all. But grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. So it's funny, like I was, I, I remember when we went through all the minor prophets, you pick up on themes that were in so many of us, like the day of the Lord is something that you yeah. don't really think of and, and stuff like that. As we've been going through some of these epistles, I've noticed how much of a theme it is that essentially treat each other well. <laughs> Yeah, right. And, and it's funny. Be kind We're, to one another. Yeah, for real. Love is Jesus love. Like it's, yeah, for sure. You you don't, it's one of those things that I think a lot of times we don't, we don't focus on a lot as the church where especially there's a lot today. of- Especially today. Especially today. Yeah. There, there's like <laughs> a lot of infighting. Um, I mean, we don't need to beat a dead horse or feed a fed horse.
1: Um, or it's, feed two birds with one scone. Feed, yeah. <laughs> anyway.
0: Um but yeah, I, I think there's there's so many things in our world today that divide us as Christians yeah. that kind of lead to these knockdown, drag out fights. Um and I think it's very telling that even at the, the genesis of the church, like these people are living within living memory of Jesus. Like this yeah. is not something that they're reading about in history books. They at the at the very least they were alive when when all of this was yeah, happening. Right. Um and still the apostles are writing to them to say, like, <laughs> yeah, hey, and still just, having to remind them. Like, yeah, hey, chill, be nice, like love each other. Like, I, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's and it is sad too because we know that the church in Ephesus does not listen. Yeah. Uh, because in Revelation, what is what is the big thing that they're warned about? They said you have all this doctrine, you uh you reject false teaching, you stand on the truth, um, but you don't love. Yeah. And I think it's 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 a sad warning for churches where they they do all these things right but because they miss on this one Mm -hmm. thing they lose their effectiveness so
1: when i think it's i think today it has to become a stronger warning it has to become a realization we are on the verge of falling into the same line as those churches in revelation and and it matters deeply and greatly and we have to stop and understand my job as a christian is not to call you is as I'm gonna stop for a second. And my job as a Christian is not to worry about how you love. It's to worry about how I'm loving. Mm-hmm. And it's to lead as Christ would ask me to lead. And so I think there is a very strong statement that needs to be made as we read through Ephesians that we are we are being called out by Paul in 2021 about our, our responsiveness and our love towards one another. Mm-hmm. We've got to make we've got to do better. Um, and and that's a challenge we all should take individually, but it, it continues to impact and influence culture or corporately, not culturally, corporately. So.
0: Absolutely. Well, to move through, we're kind of do a little bit of a rapid fire here on a lot of the things, but he reminds them that they have new lives in Christ. So in other words, put away um, the habits, the sins, all those different things of the old life, walk in the new life that God has given you. Um, And then he kind of says, well, what does this look like? So he encourages them to walk in love and to pay attention, to be intentional with how they live their lives. Um, But then he actually gives what I think is really interesting he gives advice for relationships that deal with power dynamics, I guess is the best way I can put it. So uh, the first thing he says is, is, is advice for how husbands and wives should love each other. And so it is this idea of um, mutual submission, I suppose, is a way to paint it. But this whole idea of like, you know, wives, respect respect your husbands, follow them as they follow Christ. And by the same token, husbands, love your wives, be sacrificial with your wives, um, love them the way that Christ loved the church and that he died for her, which is like, Again, we we kind of gloss over that sometimes. That's a big statement. It's saying... Yeah, absolutely. The way that, the way that Jesus felt about the church is what we as husbands should be striving for uh, in that way to treat our wives. He moves on to children and parents, and essentially the respect that children should be showing their parents, the love that parents should be showing their children, um, raising them up in the right way, caring about what their children are learning, what they're believing, um teaching them the gospel from a young age. Um, And then masters and slaves, which is a really interesting one, but it's this whole idea of essentially that both people should model Christ in how they interact with the other. So with those who have slaves, what should they do? Well, they should treat them well. They should treat them um, like part of the family. And with those who are working as slaves, the whole idea is they should be respectful and honoring and that when they see this is how the this is the interaction, um all of a sudden the gospel can be preached through that. Or it, it, it I think this pairs really well with the letter to Philemon because yeah. if you remember the whole reason that Paul writes that letter is because there's an A slave named Onesimus who ran away from Philemon, who is an elder at the. I Mm -hmm. guess I don't don't know if he's an elder. He's a member at the church in Colossae, and then all of a sudden Onesimus is finds his way to Paul. He hears the gospel. He's saved, and then Paul actually sends Onesimus back with a letter, essentially telling Philemon, "Do not treat him." like he's property. Don't treat him like he's a slave. He is your brother in Christ. Yep. And there's even kind of like a wink, wink, like, Hey, and also you could release him and let him come back to work for me yeah. or like to work with me in the spreading of the gospel. So it's a, it's a really revolutionary, especially for the time um, idea of people who have more power in a relationship should be sacrificial towards those that they have power over. Um, and obviously it's, it's a little bit different today in that um, There's not really that power dynamic between husbands and wives like there was back then. Yeah. Um, And then I think there there still is with the parent children. I think that's the one that actually really holds up to modern context. But then we also don't have the master-slave dynamic today as well. But I think it's a really important point to be made that as we're interacting with people, both in authority over us and people who we have authority over, we should be thinking, how does the way I act communicate Christ? Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, and then finally, he wraps up with what is probably the yeah. most famous passage in Of Ephesians, Ephesian Joe. But I totally forgot it was in this book. I don't know why. I feel bad, but I got to the end. And it says this, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, which this is taking me back
1: to Sunday yeah. school. Now you're starting to put on your armor in your head. Oh, and...
0: man. That you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers... Uh, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened the belt of truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and as shoes on your feet, having put the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, which you have... Which, with which you can extinguish all of the flaming darts of the evil one, which I don't know why we can't just say flaming arrows. That sounds way cooler. Darts but is cool. Darts, I guess, whatever. Uh, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying at all times in the spirit with all prayer and supplication to that end, keep alert with perseverance and making supplication for all the saints. And also for me that words may be given to me in the opening of my mouth, boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that I may declare it boldly as I ought to speak. Boy, I got flashbacks to Bible man.
1: <laughs> is that ever... where you started standing up and like flexing? I'm no, just kidding. Do you ever watch that show nope, or is that never past did. your time? Dude, that was, there's a show that was after me.
0: There's a show called Bible man. That was just like, I mean, it's as lame as it sounds, but as a kid, I was like, this is awesome. So, but he had, he had the full armor of God, but it was like, it was like purple and futuristic. It was cool. So he fought the, uh, he fought the Fibbler
1: and, and other such. So evil. yeah, this is one of the, like, probably the fa- the most well-known passage in Ephesians, uh, even as kids are growing up. And, and I do think it is a picture of uh, a challenge for us that it's not, we're literally putting on armor, so to speak, but it is this reality of what God has given us. Uh, we need to intentionally not put on, but be aware of how how they protect us, how they can help us against the schemes and the and the lies of the enemy with salvation and righteousness and peace right. that comes from the gospel and the call that God has given us. He, he gives us peace to go forward with. Um, truth, the, the shield of faith, like the, all of the arsenal here is not where we have to put on this armor literally, but it is a spiritual recognition and awareness of like, these things are what are meant to shape, cover, protect us. Right. And also allow us, to fight back, which is the sword of the spirit. And so I, I think there's this tension that um, we we get so literal sometimes in this picture, but it's like salvation has a big place. We've got to understand salvation is what rejuvenates the mind renews the mind. And, and righteousness is what guards our core, guards the center of who we are is how we live righteously and recognize our righteousness. Um, and so it's, it's one thing to put on this picture and, and what Paul's trying to do is he's trying to paint the right picture. Like this is what God has given us to stand firm, to resist and to fight back uh, against the schemes and the lies of the enemy. Uh, and we're called to hold tightly to them and to and to skillfully learn how to, to wield them, if I can say it that way. So, yeah. uh, but it is, it's a great picture, And but it is, it's a very well-known passage of Ephesians. So,
0: well, it's even like to, to labor the armor metaphor a little bit. It's also like, you know, don't let your shield get rusty. Yeah. Like keep absolutely. it, like keep it, keep it active. Um, and I, I agree with you because it's not like every morning we're spiritually putting, putting, putting on the armor. the armor. Yeah, but it's it's being aware of, um, literally when it talks about like I, I joked about the fiery darts things, but when there are attacks from the enemy, whether yes, it's, there are, yeah, whether it's going from, to be, yeah, whether it's from life in general, because you know we live in a broken world, sin is a byproduct of that. Like life is hard, um, or whether it's direct attacks from the enemy himself. It's a reminder that no, we have salvation. Yeah. We have faith. We yeah. have the Word. We have righteously, all these different things. So the
1: Absolutely. other thing too, is I think about the picture of like, what does armor do when you're going into battle? It gives you confidence. Absolutely. It gives you an ability to like, I'm going to be okay. And I can stand and fight because I have the armor that I need. It's a protector. Like it, it, it is also it enables and empowers you to then do what what, what, we're, what we're set out to do. So you feel a lot more confident uh, paintballing
0: with padded stuff than you do going in like t shirts and shorts, tank top so. and, and gym shorts. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a dumb analogy. Anyways, that's what we're ending on. Yes. So thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Let's Read the Bible. Uh, we are a podcast of the Grove Church, but we're not the only resource. You can go online uh, under the media tab and check out all the things the church has to offer. Also, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, um, and you'd like to financially contribute to the ministry of the Grove Church, you can do so on our website as well, grove.church, and then there's a give button in the upper right-hand corner. But with that being said,
1: see you all next day. week. Yeah, Merry Christmas. We can say that now. Merry Ooh, Christmas.
0: It is. Merry Christmas, listeners.